Hey, what's up? This is Community Service with Greg Conan. That's me. I vape in like a doctor's office. I'll, I'll vape in a cathedral. That's fun. <laughs> Andy took me to Midnight Mass. I don't know why. He's not He's not like religious, but he likes, he likes the, the thing. Yeah. And he likes depression. Yeah. Yeah. Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass. You're going to get more depressed. Can uh, I skip the headphones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What what about holy rollers that go at midnight? What now that That's, screams mental illness. Yeah, yeah, it does. It actually screams like fun to me. I love mental illness, so. It screams like tweakers. Yeah. Tweakers. But we went and I was vaping in the middle of a Catholic church. At midnight. I don't think there's on anything Christmas wrong with Eve. that. I think that's funny. I think it's fine, and God forgives me. Yeah, God <laughs> forgives. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. God forgives. It's fine. You can vape in a cathedral. Isn't it funny if you ask for His forgiveness, it's all good, and if you don't, you burn in hell yeah. for all eternity. <laughs> it's like that's not a forgiving man. Yeah. It doesn't even seem like if God is real, I don't. I don't trust whoever is speaking for Him in the Bible. It you know? seems to be more of a schizophrenic vibe. Yeah. Just. Really a you narcissist. You shall rotten hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you love. Oh, you believe me. Oh, I just kidding. Okay. I love you. Just kidding. I mean, I love you. It really is like it's like Trump's tweets come to life a little bit. You mm -hmm. know, whoever supports him, he's down with. And whoever doesn't <laughs> will rot. I like it. Um, oh, this is great. It's this is like shit. cake. Yeah. Oh. I like sweet. I put I eat candy. I like candy. Me too. I'm I think I'm 5 years I'm I'm growing backwards mentally. I like candy. <laughs> I eat candy. <laughs> <laughs> I like candy. Ooh. I want candy. Ooh, rope. <laughs> Cut to me climbing on the cat tree cuz he won't. <laughs> With your candy. candy at the top. I love it. Mr. Cat is dope. He's the best. He's a little. He's look just, at him licking his shoulders. He's that he just he does cocaine. Get it, <laughs> get it. I love how cats are always hunting. Yeah, especially this little hunter. This guy. I try to keep him in because he kind of ran away and he and someone kidnapped him for thirty two. There he is. You oh, see the rope. Yep. And uh, I try to lock him in, but he just is not having it, and I have to let him out. He just won't. It's too small of a space too. Yeah. It's torture. He likes he likes to be free. Did you find this cat? I stole him. You stole him? <laughs> no, I stole him honestly though. What do you he mean? Just, he came to my door and I let him in and then uh and then I kept him for a week, took him to the vet. He had a chip. I returned him him to his home and then I was like, "Yo, can I have your cat? I fell in love with him and they gave him to me." Really? Yeah, they had five animals. They Oh, I was like, I'm a comic. I got nothing. Give You're me like, your cat. Can I please have your cat? Please. That's I'm, so funny. I'm mentally ill. Can I please have your cat? <laughs> I go to church at midnight. You know the cat I just returned? I want him back. That's sweet. I have, I have, my cat that I had came to me the same way. Just came to my door and I fed her chicken and then I named her chicken. And it's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, uh. Realized yesterday I shouldn't eat in my bed anymore because I put on my pants 
And I was like, I felt this like cold, wet, gross thing on my thigh. And I was Ew. like, what is that? That's not and where you want to feel a cold, wet, gross thing. <laughs> it was a piece of chicken that <laughs> fell out of my mouth that when I put my pants on, it fell down my pant leg and, and stuck to my thigh. Ew. And I was like... <laughs> That's why you don't eat in bed. That's why. Sorry, that's you said so, chicken and maybe and that so happened gross. yesterday. You found chicken on your thigh. In my pants. That's such a lonely thing to do. <laughs> to just find chicken on your that's such, fucking you thigh. Just, you just you just touch me like, are you okay? Yeah. How you doing? You yeah. feeling all right? I got chicken on my thigh. <laughs> <laughs> That's I like, got chicken on like my I'll thigh. walk up to a comedy club and somebody's like, "There's food in your hair," and I'm like, "God, come just kill myself." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, all the time. I got banana in my hair all the time. Banana? Yeah, I eat a lot of. I ate two bananas before you came. I ate a lot of bananas. I like bananas. They're good. Mm. They're like the ice cream of fruit. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, sweet, creamy. If they're cold, they're. And it's like who? Who? It's just like a quick meal. It's just easy. Yeah, and it's yeah. filling. Yeah. Two a banana bananas. will fill you the fuck up. Yeah. That's usually my breakfast, just two bananas and a yogurt. You seem like a guy that eats two bananas and a yogurt for breakfast and then doesn't eat for the rest of the day. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah. How do you know that? I don't know. I just have an intuition about people and their eating habits. Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> like, it seems like you'll, you will not eat until you start to like lose touch with reality. Yeah. And then you go, ah. I'm fucking starving. Yeah. Out of the way, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm I mean, maybe it's because I'm the same way. I like, I'll eat in the morning and then I just don't eat. And then I'll, I'll like forget my best friend's name. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, I'm hungry. Like yes. that's what tells me. Yes. That I'm hungry. All the time. And then it'll be like 1 a.m. Like I have to go to swingers, you know? Yeah. And then I pig out. Right. Oh, God. I love it's eating like that. I love eating like that. I love getting starving. Yeah. <sighs> Just destroying myself. Yeah. <laughs> and then putting myself back together with like one in a, an hour, you and, know? And then always coming home to eat desserts right before bed. That's yeah. healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Pistachio gelato and ice cream sandwiches. In a way, we created intermittent fasting. Yeah, I, people said that's a thing, and I'm like, oh, I do that. Yeah, I, I already do that. <laughs> right, same. I'm psychic. It's but I don't like do the same hours Intuition. every day. I think you have to do the same hours every day. Yeah, I don't absolutely really know. not. I don't know what happens. Yeah, whatever happens, happens. I just know sometimes I forget to eat, and I'm like, how do you do that? Yeah. I tell you how. I wake up and drink that liquid meth, oh, and then I'm just I'm not hungry. Of which. <laughs> I'll, you know what's crazy is sometimes I'll be hungry. Right? Yeah. But I'm sober and I like to feel. Yeah. So I drink my cold brew, concentrate with cold brew and get tweaked up. Yeah. But I'll purposefully not eat because I want that to hit me. Yeah. And I want to feel. That's well, that's an addict thing to do for sure. <laughs> what? I do the same no. shit. I do the same shit. I had some cold brew last night that was concentrate and I didn't water it down at all. I just fucking drank the concentrate, got in my car and fully had an anxiety attack to the point where I was like, I'm not real. Yeah. And the road is going to disappear because that's how <laughs> my anxiety, I don't have anxiety attacks anymore really. But when I do, it's I'll start to believe that I was dosed. Like I'll be like, there was LSD in my unopened LaCroix yeah. from earlier. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be like, fuck. And then the panic 
starts coming and then i'm like it's kicking in because I'll, I'll be like that's that's what it is the lsd's kicking in and then i'll just and then i'll just flip out for like two hours and be like i'm about to trip but nothing fucking happens ever and i'll turn to my friends and be like can you tell me that there wasn't lsd in my unopened Lacroix from earlier and they'll be like <laughs> yeah that's not that isn't happening are we the same person really does that happen to you not not the, the lsd but everything else yeah what's also crazy is like i'll say okay don't do that much cold brew concentrate because you'll have anxiety and you'll feel like shit and then i'll pour more in right and then i'll feel like shit and be like, like yeah have a headache yeah and then i'll do it again yeah why I, the fuck do we do that? I don't know why. I don't know what it is. It's almost like while I'm doing it, I'm totally disconnected from from like cause and result. Like I can't put two fucking things together, even though I've proven it to myself over and over again. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that is. It's annoying because I'll I'll do it. It's it's just the attic brain because I'll do that. I'd be like, oh, don't do this. It does that, and then I'll do it. And then I'll do it again. And then I'll do it the next. And then I'll do it for 10 fucking years. And years, and then finally one day I'll stop and be like, why did I do that for a decade? <laughs> it's yes. insane. Yes. And then do you find that you'll, okay, let's say you have like a simple problem, right? Like you're hungry. And someone will be like, oh, you're hungry. Here's, here's like a string cheese. And you'll be like, no. And you're hungry and you know you're hungry and you would like a string cheese but you'll be like no thank you like yeah. somebody offers help and you're like no 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 that's, i don't know why i like to struggle alone <laughs> like it's like i don't want to accept easy solutions to a fucking simple problem it's so simple oh i forget everything but i started following a stoicism uh -huh. and and i bought the little book that i haven't read uh -huh. look at my thoughts and feelings manual <laughs> i need that Don't look over there <laughs> i need that i need like um, a chart and uh it just said something like you don't have to understand i'm gonna fuck this up okay but here's the gist of it you don't have to understand the problem or why someone is the way they are just accept it and go around it like yeah. just 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 go around you don't need to understand that yeah just go okay that doesn't that's have trouble. anything to do I'll with just go you. this way and then it's bye right but we sit there and we harp and we analyze why did this person say this this or whatever the case may be yeah uh, and then you just analyze it and make yourself go nuts when literally you just walk the other way and go around whatever got, the fuck it is yeah i think about that all the fucking time with bookers like with comedy bookers i'll just be like yeah, well, they said no or they didn't get back to me. It's not my fucking problem. It's not even my issue. It's not the way I'm going to... That If that person doesn't want me or doesn't... Or is busy or is... It's not my problem. I got to go a different way. I got to find a yeah. different way. I literally think about that once a day, uh, every day of my life. It's on just some on level. the next. All you need is one or... All you need is two bookers to fuck with you. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, of course we want all of them, but it's it's it, it's yeah. You just, really, it's not like not everybody has to fucking like you. Yeah, it's like, and you know what? If everybody, if every single person does like you, I don't think you're doing it right. Yeah, fuck off, dude. <laughs> you fake. <laughs> you fakey. You're a fucking hack. Yeah. No. Go drink some cold brew and shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> have you yeah. ever shit your pants? Oh my God, yeah. Yeah? When haven't I? In public? Right now. No. Right now. <laughs> no, no. I've shit my cool. pants way too much. First of all, I did a ton of cocaine, which is uh, cut with baby laxatives. La laxatives. Uh, you have to say it, loxatives. Loxatives. Like we're Scottish? <laughs> loxatives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, and then I, I like to fart and I push when I fart 95% of the times. You push? Oh, yeah. and uh, You'll push a fart. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's fun. It's, I mean, it's generally not something you want to force just because of, you know, shitting your pants, but... Mm, rip. <laughs> rip, 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 rip. <laughs> this is a real highbrow intellectual you, podcast. I, really, I, do enjoy, I do enjoy farting in the morning. I enjoy it always. Farting in the morning is might be my favorite way to start the day. <laughs> the more inappropriate a fart is, the better it is. Oh, my God. I'm going to bring them up because it just happened. And but hey, name I opened for Delia. Yeah. And he's a, he's a fan of farts to a certain degree, but not closed in, in closed spaces in right. his green room in, in, in his tour bus, you know? Yeah. He's, don't, don't lay stinky farts. Right. That's a big no, no. Right. Well, it's considered that, rude. I learned it is. It's it actually is. not just a Delia thing. It, that yeah, does. I, yeah. That's more a human being. It's more thing. human beings who are decent. Actually, yeah. That's actually a good. <laughs> we're not raised rule. outside. <laughs> Stinky farts, not in small confined spaces. <laughs> just no, just bad. I learned that the hard way. Michael Lenochi, my other buddy, yeah. who opens from, he learned that the hard way. But this fool Zach Doncovio farted in the tour bus, and it smelled aw like constipation, stale, awful. Yeah, like yeah. that's almost worse than steamy. You know, uh, lactose farts. Yeah. That con that, what is this? Old peanuts dipped yeah. in shit. It's like, what, what did you, you do? Are you a pregnant you woman? You roast your turd. <laughs> <laughs> so he did one of those. Yeah. And then he starts giggling, and Chris went, "Oh!" And he fucking just went red. Yeah. And it was so funny. <laughs> and he, uh, no, he, it's so funny to get mad at someone yeah. after they farted. <laughs> I did that on a, a fucking plane once next to this guy who just kept farting. Like he was farting on this plane, he's sitting right next to me and he keeps ordering beers and I know exactly what the fuck is causing this. <laughs> I'm watching him just feed himself jet fuel, you know? And and I'm sitting next to him and finally towards the end of the flight, <laughs> I just looked at him and I was like, sir, you're being rude. And I just like, I didn't even need to say what was happening. Like he knew what the fuck was happening. And he just went, he like turned red and like turned away. And I, I was like, now I just have to sit next to him. I've told him how I felt. He's not going to say anything. And it was me. I'm no. like, yeah, I'm like, just hold it in. I, uh, I've, I've farted sinkers on the airplane. And I, I always do this when I go. Yeah. <laughs> like that really does anything. Like you're jeweling. It's like don't move. Like, don't move. It'll be, it'll be trapped in the leather seat. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> That's oh, so shit. funny. You always know when I fart though because I cannot stop laughing. Yeah. I, I, like I either will laugh out loud or I'll do the little like They're funny. The little shoulder shrug. They're funny. One. They're funny, man. You can't not laugh at a fart. I mean, some people don't, but those people suck. Those people aren't alive inside. I made a fart shirt that I thought was going to be the cat's meow. I thought 
I was <laughs> he thought going, everyone would love it. Oh my God, where's my t-shirts at? <laughs> I was like, oh, this is going to kill it. This is going to kill the merch game. <laughs> you know what my fart shirt looks like? I've sold three. You've sold three. I've sold three. Nobody, uh, maybe four. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then, uh, yeah. That's great. Fart. Keeping kids passing gas. It's funny. I love it. But then I realized not everybody wants to just have fart, fart on their shirt. Yeah, it's a niche audience. <laughs> God damn it. It's a niche group of people that want to advertise that they love to fart. <laughs> Should have put it on the back, you know. I like it. I think it needs to be voiced. You're you're being brave. Twenty dollars. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, that's your fucking problem. Twenty dollars. It costs money to make. Um, Nobody wearing a fart shirt has the money to spend <laughs> on right. a fart shirt. I'm gonna lower it. Twelve bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. let me tell you something. If, if I found that shit in a thrift store, you better believe I'm buying it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, this is a f- golden find. I just, you know, when you just think like the tree, I thought one thing and then he doesn't touch it. And you're like, oh, it's upsetting. It's yeah. It's a quarter of my apartment. No, it's really taking up a good amount of space. Oh. I, you could have an Ikea dresser. Yeah. Like a standing Ikea dresser or one of those like systems that they install. Yeah. Right there. I and could have a new apartment right there. No, uh. Well, you do I'm have a new apartment. It's just for a cat. It's for a kitty. It's sad that it's he hates city. it. Maybe it's just that it's the same color as him and he doesn't want to disappear. <laughs> he loves those gray snack drawers. He just lays on my snacks. Oh. Well. Comes out smelling like gummy bears. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty cute. I love a gummy bear. I have so many different gummies. Oh, they're the best. Gummies are, my, are in my rider. I have a rider yeah. now. I'm very proud of Fuck it. Fuck yeah. It's mango jewel pods. This is going to be my and Red Bull. Nice. Two yerba mate. <laughs> yerba mate is nice because it doesn't. It doesn't. There's no edge, you know. That's what I drink after my cold brew. Okay. <laughs> to come down. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> after meth, I like cocaine. I like a little bit of cocaine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then I like to just drink nicotine. Yeah. <laughs> My buddy is such a he needs help too. He's not he's actually a normie, but he's he drinks way too much coffee and loves yeah. that shit. And he's like, yo, I found this new shit. I don't drink coffee anywhere, but I chew nicotine gum. And I'm like, dude, I've overdosed on nicotine like, That's gum. That's not good. That shit that is, can't be good. It's fucked up. Like I I one time forgot I was chewing nicotine gum and I just kept eating gum and I fucking, my mom said, I was home for Christmas. My mom said, I watched your pores open and sweat pour out of them. And you turned gray. (laughs) And then, like, I literally woke up in the tub. And my mom had thrown me in the tub with my clothes on because my fucking blood pressure. And this is as you're sober? Yeah. That's so funny. I know. (laughs) You're overdosing sober. (laughs) I'm just overdosing sober on nicotine gum. Can you imagine if I died from chewing nicotine gum? Like, that would be the saddest. That's pretty funny. It's so and sad. sad. And, and sad. my sister, I mean, it would be fucking hilarious. I'd never, no one ever would ever <laughs> stop making fun of me for it. See Rosebud's final joke? Yeah. <laughs> kill. Yeah. <laughs> fucking kill. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. Oh, man. That was so dumb. I loved it. I know. That's a dad joke. You just made it such a dad joke. It's okay. I loved it. Um, But yeah, I woke up. My sister, who's like also an addict, 
was like she was in a real poetry phase and she was reading me her poems <laughs> and i was like i this is the only way people will watch poetry i guess <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, overdosing in the bathtub yeah that's so funny well looks like i gotta get some nicotine gum yeah you gotta try it it's pretty good do you I, smoke mm-mm. good for you you don't yeah. smoke cigarettes. Mm-mm, never did. I hated it. I tried for a while. Wow. And I just, it's like, I was a, such a hardcore stoner. I was like, why am I going to puff that? I'll just puff this. Yeah. That was my whole mentality. Yeah. It just tasted like shit to me. It does. It does taste like shit. Although the vapes are pretty great. The like I know. I didn't is... think God that, because I would have got hooked to that for sure, because it tastes good. Yeah. I mean, there's like strawberries and cream. But my there's... whole thing, even because I did hookah back then because everyone did hookah. But like I was just like, I don't if I'm smoking smoke, it needs to be OG Kush. I yeah. don't want anything else. Yeah. Fuck your tobacco. Fuck your European spliff. Fuck your cookies and cream blunt. Or t- <laughs> I want to taste the weed. Yeah, that's it. That's why everyone's like strawberry blunt. I'm like, fuck your blunt. Really? I want the weed. I want to taste the weed. I was always a joint man or bongs, pipes. You what know, about gummies? What about weed gummies? Uh, when I was a stoner, it was really before the clinics were super legal. Yeah. So there was like two or four, and and it was just street weed. Uh, so I didn't. I I tried them a really little bit. It. Yeah. But like, all my shit was homemade, hash oil, edibles, and uh, stuff yeah. like that. The one time, I fucking ate edibles was in college and i got so fucked up that i was like this is no longer weed like i don't know what the fuck is happening right now but this is not cool like i couldn't yeah we were watching forrest gump and the fucking rain scene came on and it got so loud and i was like I want to turn it down so bad and everybody's going to know that it's too loud for me and I can't, I can't ask to turn it down. Like it was like a whole like thing and I'll never, I, I, I was just like, I'll never fucking do that again. Edibles will have you analyzing your breathing patterns. Yeah. It'll, it'll, you just get stuck. It's like almost paralysis sometimes. Yeah. But you're just like, a, uh, I know people who have fucking it, barfed on edibles, like thrown up on like, or like thought they were gonna die. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's uh, that's crazy. It hits you in such a different way, in such a stronger way. It's like you really got to just eat a little bit. Yeah. I gave my dad these hundred milligram uh, <laughs> weed pills. Yeah. And he said he got stuck and he couldn't go to bed. So then. <laughs> I try to repo them because I know a million stoners. I was like, well, here, here's some like 10 milligrams. Take one or two, you know, yeah. or three. And then when I did that, he's like, no, no, no. I liked it. And I was like, <laughs> you're insane. Yeah. You're an insane. You're 73. Like, <laughs> That's the way a 73 year old has a good time. <laughs> Just laying down. The way he was describing it seemed like he's like, I almost went to the hospital. And then I tried to give him away. And he's like, no. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, that's where you get it from. You I know. know. That's great. I know. I told him I was going sober. And then he said, why? <laughs> and what did you say? <laughs> Were you like, like, I was like, because <laughs> uh, my life's in shambles. Uh, thanks for the support, Dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is the response for a lot of people when they get they just sober. They don't understand it. He's, yeah, he's been drinking since he was 15. He's 73. Yeah, so probably back then, 13, 14. Where's your dad from? Boston. 
Oh, okay. That old school white. You know, yeah. Anger. I love Boston dudes. It's so funny. They're like, they say the most homophobic shit, but then they've got like, they talk like they've got balls in their mouth. <laughs> like while they're saying it, you know? Yeah. I just find that very funny to listen to them Gap talk. Back. Yeah. Get back. It just sounds like they got their gargling Gap testicles. Gap but, <laughs> but they're calling somebody like a Tinkerbell, you know? It's like. Hey, fucking twink. <laughs> I fucking twink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I went to school in Boston. Yeah. My, uh, my dad moved here when he was young, like 13 or some shit. So yeah. he got you know californianized yeah but my nana had that thick accent yeah her whole life yeah she was crazy she drank chardonnay and the doctors would be like you can't drink it she went to 92 you know she'd yeah. be like, and like at from like the eight night from the time she was 80 years old they'd be like you need to stop drinking right she'd be like i'd rather die <laughs> i'd rather die she's one of those what I I, well, well then what can i do <laughs> <laughs> we finally took her car same thing with driving because she just get in accidents yeah. after i'm not even exaggerating after like six accidents in a year we just had to yeah she just she had a lead foot and would run red lights it was crazy i love it and she uh took she out one like of those cool broad oh she was the best she's <laughs> yeah. in my closet yeah um <laughs> she that'll make sense in a she's second <laughs> but those the parking arms you yeah. know at the at the house in torrance memorial she took one out and she, she, we she told us and then we're like well, what'd you do she's like i wasn't gonna stick around to find out <laughs> <laughs> she just took oh she my had god. dozens of hit and runs i love this bitch oh my god a, she used to walk around naked in front of me and my sisters yeah and I try to do some bits about it, but it gets weird with the audience. Yeah, they're like, oh, we don't we don't relate. It was kind of a dad joke, too, because her bush was silver. And I'd be, Nana, put your silver bush away. <laughs> and then I would be like, golden years, my ass. They're silver. Hold on a second. Nana. Oh, okay. I was like really expecting something much darker than that <laughs> i truly was expecting like this is oh don't park there i'm not sticking around to find out nana was crazy oh, i love her she's cute silver bush nana i love you look at those eyes she's like who oh, wants she to fight killed the man who wants she to fight me <laughs> she probably killed the man with For her sure. vehicle <laughs> oh she's she's sitting on him he's under the floorboards she's, she's like sitting on him Take that silver bush. Look at her with her double piercings. Yeah, she was a hip hip lady. <laughs> hell yeah. She buried three husbands and a son. That lady went through it. Oh, hell yeah. Did she really? Yeah, she was from immense wealth in before. She went through the depression. Yeah. So she was a tightwad to the core. But yeah. she she had like minks as a kid, uh -huh. you know, and yeah. a chauffeur and a nanny. And then the depression hit and they lost everything. It's like me when I went into comedy. Yeah. <laughs> See, I stay poor. Yeah. yeah. No. Sweet. Not anymore. Manifestation. <laughs> Hell I'm yeah. I'm I vibrate higher. Universe. Do you think, do you do stuff like that? Do you All do day. like, yeah? Little good little, little thing right there. Hell behind yeah. the light. And then I got my vision board and my shower. So when I shower, I just stare at it. It's so funny. That's such an LA thing. Like, I feel like if someone walked into my apartment, and maybe it's because I've, I'm, I feel like a New Yorker at this point because I've been there for so long. Like I've been there for 13 years. If someone walks in, I do that shit. 
all the time. Like I'll do the manifestation and the all of that, but I like to keep it a secret. Yeah, I don't like to like, share with everybody because there's too many haters that don't believe in that shit and yeah. will make fun of you for it. And it's like, no, this shit is real. It's just yeah. the power of visual vis, visualization. Yeah. Visualization. Well, I think <laughs> here's the thing. I think it's real if you think it's real. Yeah. And if it's and it's not if you don't think so. So it's like I can't argue with those people because if that's what they believe, then they're right. Yeah. But they're only right for themselves. I'm not gonna be like I'm not gonna try to convince them of something. Especially when there's like competition out here, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not giving you my fucking magical. <laughs> but also, it's such a it's such a hater negative way because it is this. Is it so wrong to dream? Yeah, you know, like I he, I have dreams. Yeah, he has dreams. Yeah, he wants to better his life. Yeah, fucking pussy. Imagine he like, wants a beach house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Get the fuck out! I'm of like, here. do you know how afraid of success you have to be? Yeah, to like be like freaked out by that shit this guy has goals yeah <laughs> stupid he's working hard to achieve them <laughs> oh my god what a loser so many fucking haters fuck them all i know it's wild and it's so funny because they're always unsuccessful yeah they're always fucking unsuccessful people that yeah, are Joe Rogan will never hate on that shit i'll be like good keep yeah. working yeah He'll fucking help you along he's the also, way like, yeah he's like uh he's into that shit yeah right? he's like how a magical I just don't understand the negative uh, mindset to like, okay, so you don't want a vision board. I get that. Maybe you think, but like to write your goals out, you know, yeah. which is the same fucking thing. Just I'm a visual, visual guy. I like to see it. Yeah. You could write it down. Like that's a simple little sentence. It's been talked about before. I just say, I'm so grateful now that my career is blowing up. Yeah. And I just read, it's just, you just say shit like that. It's just, yeah. it's, it's fucking nice and whether you believe it or not you just say it and you say it and you say it and then at some point there's a switch you start and, to feel it i wrote that when i didn't believe that yeah and then all of a sudden i got some steam and then the laugh factor share my shit and then yeah. i got a fan base yeah and i was like oh shit yeah I, and then you start to believe in it and then you're like suck my dick no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> uh haters it, it's so you know? funny like i try to put myself in a position I won't like write things necessarily down but I'll imagine them happening until I can feel them until I can feel how excited I'll be when they happen you know like it to the point where like if I start thinking about a special I start smiling like it's yeah. like I get psyched and I I think that is the way that I do it like I'll just do it in a way where I like um can feel it and that's that's the that's the best way just yeah. to, to ride it or even uh i did a little photoshop of putting me over like duncan trussell's face yeah and with him and joe rogan on the podcast yeah so it's like them laughing but it's just me like this. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes I me laugh it. and yeah. then i see it and then i enjoy it and it's fun yeah that's and, great and then also too like i uh I forgot which documentary it was, but it was, it was a little bit about, it was about the greats like Jerry Rice, Wayne yeah. Gretzky, Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame speech to where you could use the haters like as fuel, like instead right. of using them to drag you down negatively. Right. He, at his Hall of Fame speech, he like name blast coaches that cut him from the team. And it wasn't like spiteful, maybe a little bit, but it was more like he was saying, thank you yeah. for lighting the fire up under my ass to say, fuck you. 
Yeah. Suck my booty hole, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm going to do this shit. That's you know? a direct quote. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. I'm That's sorry. a direct I just, quote I just, from Jordan. <laughs> I, I say thanks my way. Sports documentaries are really... I don't like sports. I don't like care about them. But the documentaries really get me fucking jacked. They're like, so good. The Conor McGregor documentary... I'm not going to lie. I, I watched that shit it. four times. <laughs> what platform is it on? It's on Netflix. Okay, I got to watch it. It's, oh my God. I was doing push-ups watching that shit. <laughs> I was like doing push-ups, sit-ups, just being like, I'm going to fucking fuck up this industry. Next show just I, like, I do with you, you just crush the mic. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like my fucking <laughs> fist is like imprinted. Yeah, I. Um, it's funny, like watching that stuff just makes you think on a bigger level for yourself and i think sometimes we need examples like that to do that you know you need to surround yourself with people that inspire you and if you don't have people that inspire you in your life you can watch them yeah you know there's the internet youtube netflix whatever and then yeah. also to him uh I, I didn't see his documentary but i just saw like a youtube clip of him of him going through his mental Shit, back to uh, manifestation or visualization yeah, or whatever the fuck. And he's just repeat saying like, I'm the best. Yeah. Fight. I'm going to not like that's all he said. A hundred percent just going through his mind. I'm the best fighter in the world. I'm going to knock this motherfucker out and is relentless. And Mike Tyson said that he would do the same shit when he was champion of the world. He said um, just like uh, he would just look for anything in his opponent, just like a blink or a twitch and be like, oh, there's his weakness. I got him. It's over. Yeah. Like, and you just repeat like, I'm on, you know, yeah, I'm the champ. I'm the best. I'm going to knock the champ. you out. I'm the champ. I fucking love that. Make sure you say that in your head, though, because if you say that out loud, <laughs> you look like a sociopath, <laughs> egomaniac, psycho. Right. Yeah, you truly do. Especially if you're a white comic. Yeah. If you're a white comic doing that, you look like you're on the verge of a fucking mental breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can see a couple black comics pulling that off. Yeah, I they, can. They just have the white swag. comics. Uh, no, no, it's that's not the move. All right, it's like you don't. It's mm -mm. like me at open mic. I'm the best. I'm the best. You're like, <laughs> You're like look at this fucking loser. <laughs> there's four comics here, man. <laughs> and then we become the fucking haters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's inspiring though. Like. I think comedy is a lot like sports in a, in a way because you're s fucking training for so long and you're so unseen. You're just unknown and unseen until you're known until you and seen. you get that shot, yeah. Yeah, and then you just got to like... I fucking... I remember it was right last year I was um, in the worst place I've ever been personally. Like my life was crumbling. Like I had my cat died, my dog died, and then my boyfriend and I broke up. My boyfriend of 5 years and I broke up. And I was like That's a What the fuck? <laughs> like I was just, within 3 months I was just like what? <laughs> and, and I then, have no one. Yeah. <laughs> and then like I'm sitting on my sister's couch and fucking Amy Schumer texted me like or DM'd me on Instagram and was like I just I I, I'm sorry I've never I hadn't known about you and I was like why the, I would never expect that you would know about me ever and he, she was like do you want to meet tomorrow in Manhattan I think you're really funny and I was like yeah and I literally ran like the subway was running late and I just ran across all of Manhattan and up to like 95th street yeah from 30th 
And so I ran 60 blocks. No uh, big deal. Just a little 60 blocks. Just <laughs> ran up 60 blocks. I get there. I'm like 10 minutes late. And uh, and Amy was pregnant. So she's like just thrown up in the bathroom because she had uh, hyperemesis. And she asked me to open for her. And I was like, what the fuck? And I, so I opened for her like the next weekend. And it was like incredible. Like I was just like, Everything in my life is truly like falling out from underneath me and now I'm doing this and it felt like skydiving. Like it felt like skydiving into like an empty space where I didn't even know what the fuck I was going to land on kind of a thing, but it was wild. It's really it's really weird how God or the the universe or whatever the fuck you want to call it, energy. Yeah. But when you're at a place where you just almost give up and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, I, what, like, it, like, you almost just surrender to the higher power, as they say, you know, in, in the yeah. programs. And then just, it's like, oh, here you go. Yeah. You know, it's happened to me so many times. Yeah. Where you just, we get so caught up in the muck and the rat race and the shit. And the moment you just let that shit go and you're just like, like, fuck it or you know or whatever yeah you, it, it, and then you just you you get stuff like yeah that. i mean it was funny because it was the first time in my life where i was losing shit left and right i was just like everything was falling apart and something about it felt like there i was making room like i don't know what yeah. it was like i of course i was like really sad but i also felt like all these things and people and beings that I love that I'm responsible to are out of my life all of a sudden. Like, I'm not responsible to anyone now except for myself and my dog, Charlie, who is still alive. Thank God. <laughs> I still got one. <laughs> I got pets falling apart on, <laughs> all over the place. But like, so it was me and Charlie and I was just like, my life just got so fucking simple. And I spent the rest of the year literally on the road like I, I opened for Amy a couple times and then I started opening I went on tour with Che and it was like the best year of my life in comedy just yeah. like everything was fucking I got the ringers I got uh the Comedy Central Digital and I was like oh yeah I knew this was gonna happen like on some level I fucking knew this was gonna happen and all these things in my life kind of aligned to make it possible because I don't think it would have been possible with everything i had to juggle in new york it's just it's just so weird whether it's by choice or just uh you know by divine intervention or whatever uh that when you sacrifice something shit pops up yeah you know i, yeah. I tell that to all my friends i'm six years sober and i'm like yo just put the bottle down and you'll get stuff i don't can't explain it yeah i can't tell you why or when but it happens and people i have told this to that listened they they get shit it like yeah. happens every fucking time it's really weird yeah it's so weird it's amazing it's like when you it, I, you know what i think it is it's that when you're not drinking or like doing drugs or just like fucking yourself up every day you are um y there's no way to avoid yourself so whatever it is that you're going through you just have to go through it yeah like you can't and i think that kind of energetically makes us like expand in some way 
Like it, it allows more in. It, it, it does. It's just a, uh, I, you just vibrate on a higher frequency if you yeah. want to get sciency about it. That's not even hippie shit. Go look up. Yeah. Neil quantum Degrassi physics. Twata twice and yeah. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. It's real. Um, and, uh, and you, you do just cause, cause I know I'm not going to name names, but like, I know this one dude, he is so fucking funny. Yeah. He kills applaud breaks, but he's miserable, sad mope that drinks too much and has beer breath a hundred percent of the time. Right. And I'm like, that's why you're not getting shit. Yeah. Anybody that I see You're miserable to be around. That I go, Oh my god, they're so fucking funny. Why don't I know about them? I just go, There's something else. Something else is Luther. going on. No. Yeah. <laughs> There's something I'm they're getting kidding. in their own way in some yeah, in, in some, some capacity. Because I truly think that you know that Murphy's Law shit, everything that can go wrong will go wrong, is horseshit. I don't think it's real. I think it's a superstition um, made up by people who like to get in their own way. But I do think that everything that can go right will go right if you let it. Yeah. So if you get out of your own fucking way and you we are our own worst enemies. Yeah. We self-sabotage as a human species so, so much. So much, dude. So. <laughs> so what are your favorite ways to do it? Get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. That'll fucking do it. Dude, I, I, uh, I've told this story a million times, but it's all right. I was in jail and I, w I had four charges mm -hmm. and I was fucked up. Yeah. I lit firecrackers. I threw them at cops on horses. Yeah. And, uh, hilarious, and by the way. <laughs> that is hilarious. But uh, that that was... Great bit. I bring that up again because it's just on topic of what we're just talking about. G great bit. Great <laughs> <laughs> I mean, give credit where it's due. <laughs> you know? I mean, horses, am I right? <laughs> um, pretty funny. Uh, but that was one of the lowest fucking moments of my life. I'm 25 years old. 26 however old i was and i was in jail i lived at home with my mother i had no money i had no outlet mm -hmm. i had uh i had fucking i was like you're a fucking loser you're in jail you have bunk beds yeah and you live with your mother and you yeah share it sometimes with your cousin who's in and out of prison it's bad Anyways, when when jail is him. the first time yeah. you have your own bed you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a bad place to be in. When you're and, uh, like... <laughs> I'll just never forget it. I was just sitting in my little fucking cot. They give you a wool blanket. It's itchy as shit. It's freezing in there. It's like, like you make us cold, then you give us an itchy blanket. Yeah. You fucking asshole. I know it's not meant to be nice, but it's, yeah. oh, come on. They Cement do treat everything. you like fucking shit. They make you take your shoes off? Yeah. It's like, that's my feet are cold. <laughs> they don't give you socks. Huh? I was crying though, and the lady felt bad, and she gave me little hot eggs. Hot eggs? Yeah. That's sweet. That was sweet of her. And a book, but I don't read, so fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember that's when I was I threw in the towel. I was like, that's it. I need to get sober. I need to get into comedy. And it took some fucking time because it's all a process, you know? And yeah. it just, uh, both are extremely scary, but yeah. over the years, I finally did both. Yeah. And then here we are. But that was when I was just like, that's fucking it. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I cannot. I'm fucking 25. I live with my mom and I'm in jail. I I'm was, going, mom, bail me out. I was fucking, I didn't, mine wasn't, uh, was not in a jail cell at all. It was like, I was trying to get, I had no money and I had, 
I was trying to get this job hostessing at like a vegan restaurant. Um, and I, there were like eight tables in there and we just had to memorize which tables were which. And I was so fucking like wet brained, like just alcoholic, like couldn't put things together. Yeah. Um, that I couldn't memorize what eight tables. I couldn't remember like which four were on which side. And I fucking, I shit you not, trained at this job for two weeks. And they were like, this girl can't count or like can't put these tables in the, like, so I got fired before I even got the job because I couldn't fucking do it. Yeah. And it was four tables on one side, four tables on the other. I could not figure out where one started. And like how, and it was, it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It went like that, but I can't, I couldn't remember which direction. <laughs> and it was like, holy fuck, I'm actually like brain dead. Like I have brain damage. And I, and I, I got fired from this job and I went to my acting class and I fucking blacked out afterwards and I woke up the next morning and was just like, got the call that I was fired and I tried to cry for myself and I couldn't yeah because I like knew my own number and I was just like I can't even cry for myself <laughs> like fuck this and I just I had gotten somebody had given me their number from a 12-step meeting on the street <laughs> someone I did not know walked up to me and was like I'm an alcoholic here's my number if you want to go to a meeting. And I don't remember, like, all I remember was that interaction, and I took her number so I didn't look like I was in denial. That's, like, <laughs> the only reason yeah. I took it. And then I called her the next day and was like, uh, I think I'm an alcoholic, and I got to go to a meeting. And I just went, she was like, meet me at this time at 6 p.m., and I walked to this church at 11 o'clock, and I just sat outside that church until 6 p.m., and because I was like, if I stay home, I'm going to change my mind. Yeah. So I just went and sat there and I just haven't drank since. Uh, That's fantastic. Which is crazy. It was crazy. Like it was like a weird thing because I wouldn't have chosen to do that. I don't know where that wisdom came from or where that like willingness to do that came from. But I decided that I was like, I'm whatever happens in my life. That's the only smart fucking decision I made up until that point. You just gave up on the bullshit. Cause you're yeah. just like, I'm done. I'm fucking done. Someone asked me at the comic store last night, like, what made you get sober? I was like, I was just tired of the bullshit. Yeah. I was tired of the bullshit. Just the the lies, the, the, the exhausting shit you tell yourself and you know you're full of shit. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I'll do, I'll, oh, yeah, you know, I'll do this when I do this. Yeah. No, you fucking won't. Oh, my God. The dreaming. No, you fucking won't. The fucking dreaming I used to do about how like I was going to be so amazing and like and it's like how how the fuck were you going to do that? How about like, drinking vodka alone in your apartment yeah, staring at the fucking wall? Your just, TV's not even on. Everything's covered in cat piss. You smell <laughs> like shit. Like there's no way you're, you're going to make anything of yourself. And I you know I finally saw it. I finally was like I, I'm not going to be shit if I keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I couldn't like I would constantly lock myself out of my apartment and have to call a locksmith. I'm talking five hundred dollars a week. Like hey, you wanna know something funny? Yeah. I from my stoner days, I have hide keys everywhere. You know how many times I yeah. lock I lock my 
key, keys in, start my car, leave yeah. the keys in the ignition, get out of the car, lock the door, shut it, and just look at it like, oh, God no. damn it. <laughs> I, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I called my management company. I was like, the, in New York, because you have to like order the keys specially, and they're $25 a key. I was like, send me like six of those, because I can't. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to need them. I'm not like, I swear to God, I'm not running a hostel. I just have brain damage and I need you to send me these. Like, I don't, there's times when I'm like, I think I really fucked myself up on some level. For sure. Me like, too. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, I can't, I fuck up my words all the time. Yeah. I'll have conversations like Muppet now. with people that I don't remember having where they're like, we had this deep conversation. I'm like, yeah, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. They were like, "You saved my life." I'm like, "Who are what? you?" <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I've never seen you before. <laughs> it's crazy. They're like, "You cried in my arms." It happens to me all the time. And then they'll name, they'll tell you every last detail. You're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." I remember that. I, I saved your life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you get there's like, and it's always a weird thing that makes me remember it too. Yeah. It's like the color of the wall yeah. in the place. Oh yeah, they have, not, they have nice carpet there. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. never anything that they connected yeah. to. They're like, yeah, I remember the shoes that that other guy was wearing. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking nuts, man. Yeah. Oh, I wanted. To, I I didn't want to interrupt you, but I don't feel too bad about not remembering the numbers. So I've been fired from a, a, a number of jobs. The more recent fire was funny, and that's fine. But I'm talking about when I was fucked up. Um. I remember I was working at Vince's Spaghetti in Torrance on Hawthorne Boulevard, and mm -hmm. I was so high that I went to brew coffee for my customer that ordered coffee, and I hit brew, and I didn't put the coffee pot <laughs> underneath, and then I just go out and do my job. My manager goes, Greg, get over here. Did you do this? I was like, oh, oh no. And she's like, I know you did. You're like, <laughs> she said, I didn't do it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. And yeah. just shit like that. Yeah. You didn't put the fucking pot there. Right. But that's that makes total sense to me. Yeah. That's like, yeah, all right. Well, you figure it's a coffee pot. It should be there. Yeah. Who took it out? You know? <laughs> I did. I had brew. Let's remove the pot. <laughs> put it over See, here. That, that I would be like, okay, that's fucked up. <laughs> But if it wasn't there and you just press brew, you know, who gives a shit? I probably took it to the table. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember. I just know. Yeah. Ugh, I mean, I like think that. that that kind of stuff happens. But, you know, when you're drunk and, you, and your life is like that, your whole life is just pressing brew and walking away <laughs> and causing a flood. That's it's really more of like a symbol of the whole thing. It's just that's you. Yeah. That's just one time I was so high and fucked up. I worked at a juice stop. It's like a Jamba Juice, but a smaller mom and pop one. Yeah. In Torrance in high school, and I was just loaded. And the manager owner, he's just saw me. He's like, "What's wrong with you?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm sick." And then he's like, "No, you're not." And he's like, "Go home." And then I was so embarrassed. I just never showed up again. <laughs> I just a job abandonment. I was like, yeah, that's that one. Have you ever done this? Have you ever killed off a family member because you didn't feel like going to work? Kill what? Like oh, you have where a funeral? You, yeah, where you yeah. go? Yeah, I I've yeah. done that. My poor stepmom has died so many fucking times, <laughs> and only because she's the stepmom. I can't. I don't have the heart to do it to anyone else in my family. So or I didn't. You know. So I would. I'd just be like, oh, my stepmom died, and they'd be like. Oh, we're so sorry. And I'd be like, me too. And then I'd 
never come back. I would just be like, I needed a week, and then I'll, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, I'm staying in Virginia or where, wherever the fuck. Yeah, I've done stuff like that. Yeah, I've said as when I was. Think Trader Joe's finally fired me eleven years later, but that's fine. I was in a good place, but they did not fire me when I was a drug. I missed work twice because I was in jail. Yeah, come to work with scabs on my forehead. I yeah. made the newspaper, and they just made fun of me. And it's like, get back out there. <laughs> I did no call, no shows because I was in jail. And at one time, I remember uh, there was a party I really wanted to go to, and I was closing. And I was like, all right, at lunch, I'll just say my grandma fell and I have to go take care of her. And then uh, I said that. And then they're like, okay, will you be coming back or are you just out for the night? And my dumb ass was like, yeah, I'll come back. Oh, my God. And then I just went to the party, got fucked up and never came back. And they're like, hey, you said you're going to come back. And I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't. Dude. Like, what kind of? You just start being like, there were complications yeah. in the... They had Vicodin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, me and, my, me and my grandma got pretty fucked up. Yeah, can't say no to Norcos. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. It's so funny when you do that, when you know exactly what you're going to do and you tell a person, yeah, no, I'll be there. And you know you're not going to be there. No. And you just... But you don't have the courage to tell them that you're not i should have said listen i'm a drug addict yeah and i'm gonna go party (laughs) (laughs) that's what i want to do and i'm just being honest with you guys you know i i think though that that whole thing of like people pleasing is like a whole other thing that when i got sober i realized i also do that like half the lies that i were tell that i was telling were just my inability to be on my own side and set boundaries. And set boundaries. I still do that shit. Yeah. I still do that. Not not nearly to the uh, degree of what what I used to. Yeah. But it's so hard to say no. Like some people just don't want to do their shit. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I do that too. I just go, part of me just went, oh, he didn't want to have me on the podcast. But I, <laughs> that's like, I <laughs> no. went, oh God, what if I did that to him when I no, like. No, not at all. Because I asked Craig if I could do the podcast because well, yeah. I like Craig. And I was like, I want to be <laughs> friends no, with Craig. trust me. I'll show, you, I'll show you dozens of DMs where people ask me and I just don't respond. I do. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, I like you. I know, I know I don't actually know you super well like this is our first long yeah form interaction but you know when you just know you like somebody first of all yeah I, you just i see who you hang out with and i love i've, I've been calling her blair sochi <laughs> it's sake yeah sake. i love her i love andy you know what i mean like yeah. you just know you know who you fuck with and you know who you don't yeah and exactly. I, I immediately went like oh yeah of course yeah same thing with gavin matt i i don't really uh, we've only done one show in san diego but i already knew i lo- i love that fool yeah you just could tell you can tell yeah. just from especially when you're in comedy for a long time you start to see um there's certain like archetypes in comedy scenes where everywhere every scene has its own like archetypes and you can tell the second you enter a fucking comedy scene what those archetypes are like there's always um there's always like a guy that used to do it that doesn't do it anymore that writes about it now and he's at every fucking show you know what i mean in every scene every scene there's one of these guys and then there's like a guy that has been doing it for so long and is so fucking good at it and and like almost got there and then didn't and now he's so fucking bitter. Yeah. You know? And then there's always like somebody That's... who like came up within two 
two years and was just fucking blowing up and then everything fell to shit and now they're like kind of bitter but they're new in the game so they and it and I'm just naming negative ones right now but there's plenty <laughs> of positive ones it's all I'm saying is you can read shit from if yeah, you've you, been in it long enough you can read what the situation is without even knowing somebody you know yeah you could just tell who you're certain like even like if i go to new york i'll be like oh that's my little scene over there i don't know them yet but i know that that's, that's where my, i belong my people yeah just by vibe alone it's just weird that's cool that you know in like instinctively where you belong because i feel like i don't i've never known where i belong in a scene like i never really know i can kind of feel like where i'm most comfortable and i kind of just go where that is you know that you know where it's it's not even like a it's just like oh they're silly goose motherfuckers having a good time that aren't that negative i mean it's fun yeah. to talk shit to a certain degree but like any of the bitter beer faces that where it's a hundred percent of that i'm like i cannot yeah i cannot right that is cancer that's that toxicity it's so fucking contagious but that. a little bit of that is fun because there is a lot of bad shit. You got to be like, oh, fuck you, Amazon. You bamboozled me with that cat tree. Yeah. You sprayed it. <laughs> yeah. You ruined You know, but like that, that's fun a little bit. Yeah. Uh, all the time is like, no, I, I got it. This world's hard enough. I know. I don't need I that. Know, dude. I know, dude. There's people um, that I'll, it, it's tough because sometimes I'll relate to somebody on that level where like we'll come together with like a little bit of shit talking but then I realize that's like all they're about, and then I and then that's all they ever reach out to me to do. So I have and to end like, up like just being like, get away from me. You know ooh. what I mean? So it makes me look like I'm a little bipolar or something. But really, it's I'm just like, hey, Krabby Carl, you gotta you, you gotta, gotta put a little tone it down, a little positivity, Pete, in your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm fucking, uh, can't be a hundred negative all the time, man. It's too much. <laughs> Positivity Pete. <laughs> That's like a character that you bring into like elementary schools. This is Positivity Pete. Yeah. <laughs> this is Krabby Carl and this is Positivity Pete. Pos the broccoli's yummy. Why does Positivity Pete have more friends? You know, you just ask all the students. You teach them about being likable. Krabby Carl's like, I don't know. He's stupid. <laughs> I think I could play Krabby Carl, to be honest. I, I think I'd be positivity Pete. <laughs> <laughs> we should do this. We should take this on That's the road. Right. Yeah. Bring it to elementary schools. Yeah. I'll hey, be Krabby Carl. Don't do drugs, because I'm positive Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, I'm Krabby Carla, and I don't have any friends, and I don't need them. And that's it. And, and I'm alone. <laughs> and I'm alone, and all I eat is noodles. And but my... it's fine. You know? <laughs> Every animal I get, they run away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Positive P just has parrots on his arms. Hey, kids. <laughs> it's good to write thank you notes. <laughs> I love my mother, and I let her know it. <laughs> we, we end up leaving. The kids both hate all of us. They just hate us equally. They just cry. Yeah. yeah what was that? They're scaring us. No. Did you ever cry on Santa's lap when you were a kid, or were you ever taken to Santa's lap? I don't think so. I loved all that Christmas shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you love Christmas now? Oh yeah. I, I have two I, trees. I'm not into Christmas. I don't I, like it. I like presents. I do love prezzies. I, like I love giving presents. And I like um, getting them. Uh, yeah, and I love getting them. But 
I'm not good at giving presents. A, I'm not. A fan I, mailed me this knife. Wow. That's a beefcake. Sorry, as a present. That's a weird present to get. If a fan mailed me that, I'd be like, okay, this is a warning. Um, no, no, no. But it, it makes sense. You're a guy. It's that's I love like knives. A, um, yeah. I got to tag him or give him a shout out. Where's my phone? Sorry. That's very sweet of him. I know. That's a $300 pocket knife uh, custom made. That's amazing that you just receive knives in the mail. <laughs> it is. And it's like as a gesture of affection. <laughs> what a guy, man. What a life you've carved out for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> did you see what I did? Yeah. Did dad you see joke. that? Dad joke. Pretty good. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrible. Oh, no. I always say, remember there. Okay. Johnny. Johnny Weber. God bless your fucking soul. Johnny Weber at azivmedics.com. Azivmedics on Instagram. He. Uh, mailed me this knife by Burger Blades, Bur Burge Blades, and this guy's a firefighter that makes knives out of his garage. And wow. look at that, look at that beefcake. It's pretty sweet. Um, why so do you I, like knives? I don't know. I just like tools. I like weapons. I've always wanted. I've like grew up on Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and yeah. and and Rambo from four years old, and I always wanted all things weapons and guns. But I'm scared to have a gun, not because of dark negative reasons, just because I'll play with it so much so that there goes my foot or my cat. Right. You know. Yeah. Because I'm I'm not gonna not have a gun and not grab it every day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the fucking truth. Yeah. And I'm like. I'm not a Navy SEAL. I'm not a cop. I mean, I have some m minor gun handling skills just because I've been in the range a bunch of times. Yeah. But I'm not. And uh, I knew how to so shoot I a gun no when gun. I was eight years old. I, I was taught how to shoot a gun when <laughs> I was eight. Do you enjoy it? Uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's fun. Like, it's I, really fun. It's just they have such a bad rap. I mean, obviously, because all the murder and whatnot. But like, like guns at the gun range to shoot targets and to shoot clay shit, I don't really like killing animals i don't even like killing bugs anymore yeah i'm like it's just it's just, i feel bad my dad always this says it's fun he's like you know the finger pulls the trigger and then he'll be like but the trigger pulls the finger like he'll be like it it's also pretty fun like so he'll acknowledge that like yeah it's easy for something bad to happen because when you have a gun you're gonna want to shoot it it's like, a toy it's, it's it a is, tool you start thinking it's a <laughs> Yeah, you, you start to <laughs> fuck around. I mean, I was taught, like, they're like, they're not toys. But, like, I was, I, we played with them. I was like, I mean, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's a tool, but it's a tool that is fun to use when you're shooting it at, like, a fucking, at, like, targets. Yeah, like, ten cans on a, on a fence. Like, yeah. that's, that's fucking fun. Yeah. Um. I used to shoot guns at Christian camp. They would send me one? to Christian summer camp. That's so funny. That's and so American. We would go to... Praise Jesus. Now pick up your rifles. That's for real. <laughs> we would be dressed. They'd be like, everybody's dressing in white. We're going to go to service. And then everybody goes to riflery and horseback riding. Yeah. And that was what we did. And it was an all-girls camp. And that was literally our Sunday. Now put your Bibles down and pick up your .30-06. Yep. <laughs> It's insane. Uh, it was 
fun but yeah it, now that i look at it i'm like holy <laughs> shit that was i just wild. figured knives is a nice substitute i've never stabbed anybody besides myself on accident my one friend dane when i was a kid and we were high but he scared me and i was cutting orange and it was an accident yeah yeah, that's not malicious. It was just like, ah! And he was like, you stabbed me. I was like, hey, you scared me. I'm, it was the first time I ever got high. I was 12 years old. We got high together. Yeah. I'm cutting oranges because we're hungry, wanted snacks. And yeah. he comes up and goes, boo. And I just went, Gh. oh, that's. I just went a little bit. Just that's... a little bit. Anyways, that was, tw- I was 12. I just like, I just like tools. Like, I like leather, man. I like drills. I'm not even a, ha- I'm a minor handyman, but like, yeah. I just like that shit. I like wood shop and to make tables and I've yeah. made I like that shit. And I like to like I just like if you have rope, I'm like, oh I got it. You know, yeah. like I the amount of excitement I get yeah. from being able to utilize like Christmas when all my nieces and nephews and cousins get toys with zip ties on it, go to Philip. He has a knife. That's my middle name. And then I go, yes. Yeah. You're like the guy <laughs> with oh my god. <laughs> he's like i got what you need <laughs> yeah you're like the ice cream man but with weapons so i was opening for delia this weekend at irvine improv this past weekend and uh i i always have my everyday carry but then i just received this like the day before so i'm excited like this is brand new it just came to me so i i brought it to show everybody i was like a fan sent me a 300 hundred dollar custom made knife you know and then he was just like do you really have two knives on you right now? <laughs> and I was like, no, but this is like a show and tell. This doesn't count. You're like, this one's just to show you. We're at Starbucks and I'm like, look at this fucking knife. That is fucking. He's like, you have two knives in your pocket right now. Do you realize how insane that is? I'm like, no, no, but this, this is like the, this yeah. is my knife and this is show and tell. Like, <laughs> this is my knife and, and this is my other knife. <laughs> so it's different. I'm pretty sure this one is not legal to carry. It's too big. I don't even know. But who cares? I'm still gonna carry it. <laughs> Am I right, God? Man's Listen, law. You like what you like. Fuck man's law. I have two fucking jewels on me, you know? I at like, all times. Yeah. I, you like what you like. I like what I like. I get excited to use my jewel. Oh, whoops, those are your headphones. That's okay. Um <clears throat> Yeah. No, I'm not I don't really I don't carry weapons or anything like that, but uh, you know, besides my good looks whoosh, and charisma. Whoosh. <laughs> 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 but I do appreciate them. I appreciate utility. It's yeah. I just uh I just sounded like such a lesbian. Yeah. Nice. I mean, as if I don't already sound like one <laughs> with these fucking pipes, but yeah. I sound like a lesbian too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Go ahead and cancel this. You can't. You can't. It's mine. <laughs> I'm the owner. Don't you feel like podcasts are like buying insurance? Like for comics? Buying insurance as well as hanging like, your own noose. Right. It's weird. It's like your butt. To kill yourself at a later day. You truly could, but it's the only thing that will protect you and take you down at the same time. Yeah, it's really weird. It's, it's a very really strange weird. thing, but I love it. I love it. I, I enjoy do doing mine. it. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. It's in Burbank, though. Are you good with that? Yeah. Okay. I have a car. Great. Um, 
Yeah, we've been. This is a good one. We didn't even. I didn't even look at my watch till right now. <laughs> Usually, uh, like forty minutes. I'm like, oh, I got. Cause I just prey on my guests to carry my podcast. Yeah. Sometimes I go a little wet brain. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, but um, there's a couple of other things. Uh, well, since you are sober, uh, and also if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. I talk about everything. I have zero boundaries. Okay. Do uh. Uh, a, a loose theme of my show is like a, the bad event that has changed your life for the better. Like what made you get sober or, or got you into comedy? Like my arrest story got me, you know, right. to change shit. Yeah. Uh, and right. then the, after that, we'll do a good old pooping of the pants story and that'll, that'll be it. All right. Um, let me think here. I, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of bad things that have, every bad thing that's happened, I feel like has made my life better on some level. It really, um, it, it, that's ultimately yeah. what it is. It's like, like how bad, okay, fuck. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. That's. I think probably the thing that made me get into comedy was like I just had a really bad year. I was with this guy who was like physically abusive and I don't, I don't feel any sort of animosity towards this dude. I don't look at it as like, I don't look at myself as like a victim. I don't, uh, I just look at the whole experience of like being with this dude as the greatest learning experience of my life because I realized that I was choosing people that I wanted to fix rather than people that actually could love me or like be kind or like had it in their heart to like be a partner because I wanted to avoid myself. So like whatever power I had within me, I was just like, I, I don't want to focus that on my own life. I want to focus it on someone else's, which is a real quick way to hate yourself and also to get someone else to hate you. And I got out of this relationship with this dude. There was like a big blow up and uh, I had to like change the locks on my apartment and, you know, like call my family and shit and that was embarrassing as fuck because you're like I'm an intelligent person but I ended up in this relationship with this dude that fucked me up and um I got I was like he was an actor and I was an actor and I was like I don't want to fucking act anymore I don't want anything to do with anything that reminds me of this dude I want to start my whole life over and I was like I'll be a dog trainer or I'll be a social worker and I called up my friend Michael Blaustein, who's a, who lives in I LA. I love him. Yeah. That's he, my boy. So I've known Michael since I was three days clean. And I called him up and I was like, I'm going to be a dog trainer. I'm going to be a social worker. He was like, you would be horrible at both of those things. <laughs> you are not a warm person. He's like, you got to stop. So he saved you. He's like, yeah, you're trying to keep, he's like, you're, this is the same shit. You're trying to rescue somebody. Just like, why don't you try comedy? Why don't you just do, I was like, I'm done with acting. He goes, try comedy, like go do an open mic. And I, and I did it and I, you know, being an addict, I just like kept doing it. I just kept, I had no plans to be a comic, zero. I just wanted to like talk about what the fuck I'd been through and what was funny about it. Cause it, it was starting to make me see what had happened to me in a funnier light. And watching comedy was the only thing that was bringing me up during the, that time. So I, I kind of started it like that and it was and then I ended up just this is six years later and I'm like here and I and it's been it changed my whole life 
It changed my friends. It changed my, I, I found my people, you know. I found like a purpose in my life and I found a channel for all of that energy that I was putting into trying to better other people and make their lives better. I started to put into my own life and it's like, holy shit, I'm a better partner because of it. I'm a better person because of it. And I'm obviously like a better comic because of it because I, you know, wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have practiced anything. I would have just been like, running to help this guy yeah well he was like he was a horrible alcoholic that was the other thing is he was really sick so on some level i just my heart goes out to him because it's like when you're pissing your pants in the middle of the street this shit is not going well like yeah. you're not you know i and in the back of my mind i was like i can make this work you know <laughs> like that's insane that's a mental illness <laughs> yeah if you're with somebody who is that fucked up guess what you can't fucking help them. No. You are not qualified. So like you, on some level, you believe that you're like Jesus, you know? And you you got to get over yourself and just like, you know, you're powerful, but put it into your own fucking life. Fix yourself. You cannot fix others. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. You, you, the, I say saying all the time, and I don't even, it's just you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yeah. I know some Wild West shit, but it's just true. Like, you, can, you, you can't you can change anybody. My mom would tell me for decades, like, you should get sober, get sober, get sober. And I'm like, I'm never going to listen to you. I'll do it when I want to. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, I know she's my loving mother that just wants the best for me. But it's like, nobody can make you do shit. That's why people are like, just talk to this guy and inspire him to get sober. I'm like, it ain't going to work. No, it's not going to work. Never. He chooses. I'm like, you. he can come to me. Yeah. Or like they can come to me. Even in comedy, when people are trying to get sober, I do not fuck with them. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I can tell you where to go, but I don't. And I can tell you what I did, but I don't want to. I don't want to help you beyond that because if this shit doesn't work out, which it really more often than not does not work out. Like, I don't want you avoiding me. Because you feel fucking guilty and you're projecting it onto me. Because truthfully, your journey is yours. I have no investment in it. I promise you, I hope the best for you. But I'm not going to like be that weird. I don't want to be that weird interaction for you if shit goes south. It's it's That is so true. Because I, I, I feel the same exact way. It's just like I could tell you my experience of how I did it and what I went through. And I could say, here's the meetings. Yeah. Here's what I did at first, you know. Yeah. And But like other than that, I cannot do anything for you. Yeah. I could give you information and tell you my story. Yeah. You have to do it. It is yeah. 100% up to you. Right. And uh, yeah, it's just the truth. And, and, and also too, like let's say you do help somebody. It's exhausting. I'm fucking exhausted working on myself, trying to heal myself. Yeah. I can't fucking try to heal you and like bring you up. I'm just, I'm just, I'm struggling to do it for one guy, which is my own being. You yeah. know, it's like, I cannot put my energy into you. I'm sorry. Yeah. And that's not selfish. That's self-care. Yeah. That's just like self-interest is very different than selfishness. Like I just a, say, you know, I just tell people, too, that are all caught up with brothers, husbands, girlfriends, loved ones that are in that horrible life. You know, it's just like just love them and wish them well and pray for them. That's all you can do. Yeah, that's all you can do. Right. I know it's your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad. What 
you can't you can't change them yeah they have to do it yeah you could just love them right and send them your you know send them your love send them your love that's it (laughs) that's at the end of the day because i've wasted a lot of energy on a friend of mine that was just a constant relapser and cry and pick them up and this and that and then uh after a while you're like yeah you just how much fucking time have i put into this dude yeah i mean actually sam tripoli saved me and and he was because i was crying to him on the phone and he was just like dude you can't you he's like you just gotta let him go yeah you gotta let him go you can't you know it doesn't matter how much you care about them yeah. you love them this and that yeah he's like they're gonna do what they're gonna do yep and it's true and it's true because he told me he's like here's what's gonna happen you're gonna pick him up and he's either gonna get physical or he's gonna run when you decide to not buy him what he wants right and that's exactly, I thank God it wasn't physical. He just ran. Yeah. But then the next person that picked him up, he got physical with. I'm learning lessons. No names drop. Woohoo! Yeah. No bleeping. Usually I always say the name. I go, yeah. ah, you got to bleep yeah, that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's just sad. And it's just, it's a lesson I learned the hard way. And it, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's just sad. It's, it's just up to them. Yeah. 100%. I spent fucking three days in the hospital with this dude. We, we walked into the hospital. He was having seizures and because he'd been trying to detox at my house. And this is just from alcohol, just from fucking alcohol. And he was seizing up so bad. They were like, he's going to die from acute alcohol poisoning. I mean, acute al- alcohol withdrawal or the amount of Valium we're having to give him to slow his heart rate down to, because of the withdrawal. And I was like... Fuck. I was like, I'm about to watch this guy die, right? Who I live with, who is my boyfriend, who I, you know, I look at it now. It wasn't the same as love. I mean, I loved him, but it was a lot of uh, transference shit, you know, where I was like accepting. I just was felt responsible for him in some way. And um, I looked and I remember looking at him being like, holy fuck. And then he lived and he, he was in the hospital for three days and they were like, okay, he's sober enough to go home. And then we were going to put him in a detox. He fucking drank on the way home. Fucking stopped at the deli, drank on the way home. I was like, I'm going to put a goddamn bullet in my fucking brain. I was like, I spent three days in the hospital. Every time the fucking machines beeped, I'd wake up screaming. Yeah. Like it was like, I can't put myself through this anymore. Like it was insane. Yeah. You know? And it's like, this guy's. You know, hold on, my fucking jeans are like up my twat. Um, <laughs> God damn. Hang on, uh, the heartwarming story. <sighs> uh, pick my pussy. Uh, let me pick my pussy. <laughs> oh my Jesus Christ. This is fucking genital mutilation oh, happening. so um, funny. Yeah, and I just feel like uh, by the end of it, I was like, okay, I learned my fucking lesson there. I don't need yeah, to, it's, you know. It's, it's, it was the worst thing that ever happened, but it led me truly down the fucking path I was supposed to go down. So if you're in the middle of something and you're like, this is fucked. You you have no idea where your life is going to lead. Uh, if you're sober and you're like conscious and you're making your mistakes consciously, that's all that fucking matters. Like if you know what you're doing to cause the problems in your life, eventually that knowledge is going to lead you to make a better choice, even if you're not ready to do it now. Like, yeah, it just I may think, take a decade of... 
Yeah. Oh. It's going to take what it takes. <laughs> a decade of your eyes twitching while you're bugged out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then yeah. one day you'll be like, oh, I could just not do that. Right. And you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> that's it. Nice. That's all you have to. Oh, my God. We're so fucking nuts. Yeah. I have to pee so bad. Can okay. Pee pee? Let's oh. just wrap it up. Okay. Poop, though. Quick poopers. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, when have I shit myself? Yeah. Like a good embarrassing poops. Um... <laughs> <laughs> there was this one time oh my god i don't know how to tell this yeah this is horrible that's a good one i then. mean this was like i don't know what age i was but i was young and i remember i was at a friend's house and i had to poop real bad and i walked in the bathroom and i was like i gotta go and i pulled my pants down and i like a kid does you know what i mean where you're like you stick your butt out like that and I just projectile shat <laughs> all over her parents' shower curtain. That's a classic move. I mean, I fucking... It happens more often than not because the pressure... Never in my life since and never before that <laughs> moment. Do not know what the fuck happened. Projectile shit. <laughs> I can't believe... I, I, I still to this day, I've never ever talked about this. And I can't believe I'm saying it on a fucking podcast for the first time. At least it was in the tub, though. It wasn't. It was on the shower curtain. It was. I mean, I had to be like. It was everywhere. I had to be like, I don't know. I, it's like that. You can't blame that on the last person. You can't walk out of the bathroom and be like, I don't know what happened in there. I mean, I shit, but it was normal. I mean, somebody did some weird shit. There was a run by pooper. Yeah, this. It was like Jackson Pollock all over their fucking wall, and I. I think I was just like I. I think I have to kill my friend. Like yeah. I, yeah. it's one of those moments where you're like, it's like a hit and run. You're like, what? How do I? <laughs> and that's why you should own a gun. Yeah. To murder your friend's parents and friends. No, this dark. After you shit all over their after shower you diary curtain. all over. <laughs> oh man, did you clean it up or you just left? What do you do? How do you fucking clean it up? I was like. I was like 12 I, or I don't even. I, it was somewhere between the ages of nine and 12. I guarantee you if. You did that at my house in my childhood, and my dad saw it. He was like, oh, you're cleaning that up. Yeah. I'm not touching that. That's the type of my dad. I, I grew up in such a was. fucking white suburb, like, like neighborhood where, like, everything was fancy, and they, everybody was like, we don't talk about that. I mean, it, the idea of this happening was a nightmare. I was like, this is, I can't, my family, my own family can't know about this. I can't go back home after this. <laughs> like, I was concerned about where I would live. That's good, man. It was That's so a bad. Good poopy. That's a great, great one. <laughs> I've, I've sprayed, I've done the pull, and then this, the pressure, and it went, so, I was like, holy. And then you can't sit down. Well, you were pointing at the, the shower. I was pointing at the toilet. I shit all over it, and now I can't sit down. And then I'm like, oh, no. And no. I'm just fucking spraying. It was awful. It was so funny because when I, it was like, it shot out. And then I stood up real fast to look at what I'd done. And so it, there was a trail from me standing up because it didn't stop. <laughs> it was such a nightmare. A fantastic poop story. God bless you, I mean, Rosebud. God yeah. bless you. Yeah. Bless, I, Thanks for reminding me of it. No problem. That's what I do here. Well, anyways, I fucking love you. You're a fantastic guest. You're this funny so as fun. shit. Everybody check her out. Rosebud Baker on all platforms. Yeah. Rosebud Baker on Instagram, Twitter. And I have a new podcast coming out, which you can subscribe to on uh, iTunes and Spotify called Devil's Advocate with Rosebud Baker. 
we'll tag you in all the shit and it'll be in the in the stuff sweet it comes out next wednesday and Hell yeah uh, i love you all thank you so much for liking and subscribing please rate and review it helps me out help me get a kitchen and a smaller cat tree because i fucked <laughs> up uh, <laughs> and i'm about to piss my pants i love you all thank you thank you so much bye